Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back to the overnight crowd on your Tuesday evening going into Wednesday morning, Tuesday the 27th going into the 28th of September. And September keeps rolling by, which means cricket season, well, it's already started, but we've had a massive series in India just complete in the summer of cricket back in Australia, pretty much gets underway next week and no better way to discuss all the cricket news with Paul Dennett from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Paul, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Bray. How are you going? Very good. Um, we had a massive, massive series. Obviously started with a massive win in India to start off the series. What did you make of that first game with Cam Green shining with the, with, uh, the oh. bat in his hand at the top of the order? Amazing. Um, he hits four fours off his first four balls. And oh, I thought I've always dreamt of, I think, that they've <laughs> always talked about Australia going really hard at the top of the order. And, you know, back in the, back in the day when Mark Waugh and Gilchrist kind of got paired together, they really... They started to do that, but this was at another level, and it was it was so exciting to watch. And uh, for someone who's been kind of clamouring for Green to get in the side, it was a little bit of vindication for me to, to see him um, play so well. And then um, carried on as well. He um, he looked magnificent. Had a little bit of luck, but still um, 61 at uh, a strike rate of 203. It was it was just extraordinary. Sure was. Aaron Finch, Steve Smith, uh, Tim David also made some handy runs there, but Matt Wade. You could, he could steal the finisher nickname off James Faulkner now, I reckon. He's done it so many times in this format over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, and it's been uh, all credit to him because there was a strong push for him to be ousted from the side a couple yeah. of years ago. And the, the logic went, well, he really only succeeds when he's at the top of the order in T20 cricket. And we're, we're not going to put him at the top of the order in the really big games because he gets squeezed out by uh, Warner and, and co., so he's not so good in the middle order. And then he got really, really good. He won us the World Cup effectively with the the, the brilliant way that he played in the semi-final. Yeah. And then um, this game, this first game, uh, Australia having looked really good throughout their whole innings chase, by the time that Wade was in, um, that no longer looked to be the case. India looked like they were going to win. And then Wade absolutely uh, took it away from them. Tim David, um, on his debut for Australia, played a decent little innings, but he was absolutely overshadowed um, by Matthew yeah. Wade. He sure was. Well, look at the bowling attack from that game. I must admit, Paddy Cummins got absolutely whacked 47 off his four overs and Cameron Green, 46 off his three overs. So a bit expensive from the quicks. But Nathan Ellis, three wickets for him, three for 30 off his four. Not a bad innings for the young gun Australian. Yeah, he bowled really well. Um, I, I was um, very impressed. He really hustled onto the bat. They they really struggled against him, the, the Indian batters. And it was a little bit puzzling that they then chose to omit him from the last two games. I mean, obviously the, the main thing is the preparation for the World Cup and he's not in the squad. But on that one outing, you'd say maybe he should be because, yeah, it was a tough tour all around for, for Cummins and Hazelwood. Not ideal conditions uh, for bowling fast uh, where there's short boundaries, 
beltingly good surfaces and a classy opposition. Uh, but even so, they, they did cop some tap. Um, and Green in that game, yeah, last three balls of the innings, Hardik Pardia hit him for six mm. consecutively. So that did his figures no, no favours. Indeed. Well, we've got a game two and a rain-affected game. Uh, India sent us in to have a bat to start off with. And Aaron Finch had an all right stint, 31 off 15 at the top of the order for him. But again, Matthew Wade just doing the job. Yeah, again, and similar circumstances. When he came in, although we're batting first this time, you would have looked at it and said, uh, Australia hasn't got enough and yeah. they're not going to get enough. Um, his 43 not out of 20 um, got us to, oh, I thought the target was always a little bit under par um, of that 90, but at mm. least it was something to, definitely something to, to bowl at. And I was, I was a bit disappointed that they um, consistently just kept him down the order. I mean, given the form he's shown in the first game, um, I, I would have liked him to see, to see him about a bit high, although... Um, I can't complain too much with Glenn Maxwell and Tim David batting above him. Well, both of them failed in this particular game. So, yeah, it was um, it was a bit unfortunate because there's there's no real rain around, um, and an eight over game it's fun, but I think um, the game would have been it deserved a twenty over game. You mentioned Glenn Maxwell; he didn't have the best of series, getting a golden duck in that game too. The rain affected game. Is, does he have anything to worry about? Do you reckon heading into the World Cup? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'd certainly still be picking him um, because he offers so much that he bowls as well. And he often, sometimes he's failed with the bat and has come out and um, been the best bowler. He did that just a few weeks ago. Uh, but, I, yeah, he'd be disappointed with the way that he's played. He was fuming to get run out in that third yeah. game, um, particularly with the, the keeper having broken the bales uh, or broken one bale and then the ball hit the other bale. So it was a technically correct decision. But um, Eddie Batter would be fuming... Um, having seen that on the replay. I suppose if he was to fail several times in the early games of the World Cup, he could find himself out of the 11. But if I was the selector, it would take a lot for me to keep him out of the 11. He's, for, for me not to pick him in the 11. He's one of my favourite players, and he's still one of the best in the world. He sure is. Adam Zamba, he bowled all right from the two overs that he bowled in that game. Three for 16. He's, oh, well, he is our best leg spin-off in the short form of the game. He's going to be firing into the World Cup, you would think, especially or maybe some flat wickets are perhaps at the SCG. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, he and Akshar Patel in that game from India were, were, were very, very difficult to play against. He kind of matched what Patel did. And he has become one of the very best uh, slow bowlers in short-form cricket in the world. And, yeah, as an Australian fan, every time he gets the ball then you get a sense of confidence. He's sometimes still, he's still going to go the journey sometimes, especially in India where, you know, the third game, you got a bit of tap, but that can happen. But I think certainly on the bigger Australian grounds, um, yeah, and especially if there's a bit of spin at the SCG, I'm looking for him to have a, a pretty big World Cup. You would hope so. Rohit Sharma had a not too bad knock for himself in that game. 46 off 20 for the, for the captain for the Indians. He's looking to have some decent form heading to Australia in next month. Certainly is. Um, gosh, you can play. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was, you know, when he's doing it against the caliber of bowling that Australia has as well. Like they are not um, anything other than the, the finest bowlers going around. And he was making them look second rate. Uh, it was pretty awe inspiring watching him back. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a bit scary actually. <laughs> Always is when he comes out to the crease, we'll move over. The game three, unfortunately, we couldn't get the, the job done in the end, but it was still a pretty entertaining match overall. Very entertaining match. Very entertaining series. I mean, yeah, I, I watched it um, 
way into the wee hours of the morning quite happily. And I think Australia can take a lot from it. I mean, yeah, we lost the series in the end, but India is a very powerful side. Um, we, it could have gone either way. We could have easily won that, that final game. And to, to play so well in Indian conditions leading into the World Cup, you look at this side, and I think it's um, the Australian side is shaping very, very well indeed. Uh, Cameron Green again in that second, in that third game, blasted the bowling everywhere. Um, and then, really satisfyingly, was that Tim David, having done pretty well in that first game, but he really kind of any doubters that existed, he put him to bed. I think in that third game where. He batted with great maturity early on, and then when there was the time to accelerate, he he accelerated. And um, yeah, it was um, it, it was superb to see those two go around. And it's um, it's quite I don't know. It's a bit bizarre that going into the World Cup as things stand, uh, well, Cameron Green's not even in the squad, mm. and there's no certainty that Tim David will be in the eleven. I mean, frankly, if it was up to me, that'd probably be the first two players I'd pick in my eleven. Yeah, indeed. They are, they, they've shown some great promise over the, the over this tour. Obviously, Tim David, 54 of 27 in that third game. He's he's shaping up to be a pretty decent cricketer for Australia, playing in that role, I think. Can you see Tim David probably hanging around that number six role or could you see him pushing up to perhaps a number five or four? Uh, I, I'd be happy to, for him to push up as high as possible. I, I sometimes think with... With T20 cricket, that the the kind of the traditional notions of the of the positions sometimes gets in the way a bit of, of the main thing of you've only got 120 balls. The last thing you want is for your most dynamic players to not really get an opportunity. And um, as much, as wonderfully as Matthew Wade played, the fact that he was not out in game one and game two makes you wonder whether he should be batting up a bit higher. So the same with Wade. I, I could see him. Um, I would certainly like to see him batting higher rather than lower. Yeah, for sure. One for me that I've, I've I've begun to like over the last couple of years is Daniel Sams. I really rate him as a as a sort of that first bowler to come in in the batting order. That he can obviously bat. He did it. He hit two sixes and a boundary in that game three, scoring twenty eight not out of twenty. He is one to like, and he's pretty handy with the ball as well. Yeah, he had a really good game. Um, he he played a, a valuable um, a valuable little innings. Um, second fiddle to. Uh, to David, yes, but um, at the time that he came out, we were really teetering, and you felt like, oh, Australia could be bowled out here for 140 or 150, and it would you know, be all over. His 28 not out of 20 um, was important, and then he bowled well as well. He didn't quite get the job done um, right at the end, but um, yeah, he, he looks pretty good, and uh, I, I, I thought that um, it was interesting that the last three overs, that they didn't actually give Cameron Green a, a bowl. Not criticising um, him for giving Sam's the last day because he was bowling quite well. But mm. Hazelwood and Cummins bowling before that had been given a fair bit of tap. And although in the earlier games, Green had been uh, hit around, in this particular game, three overs, none for 14, I would have liked to have seen him uh, get a fourth one. For sure. We'll look at the Indians in that third game because Virat Kohli and Yadav, they were the, one, the two to pull this game away from Australia in that, in that game on, what was it, Sunday night. Yeah, Surya Kumar Yadav uh, is a very exciting player, um, really confident sort of guy and brilliant player to watch. And, I mean, Coley, there's been a little bit of questioning um, about him uh, over recent months. He he went that long drought without scoring a century and Mm. he's not quite the all-powerful figure that he was uh, when he was the captain of all three formats and, and... and really the sort of the number one. But it was a timely reminder that he is one of the great players in the world. And, uh, yeah, that you know, they got them home. That, that, they almost didn't. Australia 
never looked like we were going to win, but just kept on getting on. And then right at the end, it was down to they needed four off two. And so it got, it, they would have got very nervous, the Indians, towards the end. So Australia, with an ounce of luck, could have won that final game. Sure, good. Now we're going to change our attention to Australia's last preparations heading into the World Cup late next month. We've always had the three T20s in India. Now we've got five T20s in Australia. The first two against the West Indies at Metricon Stadium, then at the Gabba. No official word yet, as far as we both believe, about the squad that we're going in with, but we're assuming it's the same squad as the World Cup. Obviously, Marsh and Stoinis, their fitness will be a bit of a question mark. Yeah, I think that they'll... But they've said that um, the intention is that the 15 picks of the World Cup will be the 15 for the World Cup. It's therefore logical that they'll be the ones who will play in the in these warm-up games, uh, unless the, the, those two injuries um, don't come up. There's obviously huge pressure um, to find a way to get Cameron Green into the squad, and I, I think that they should. You know, um, we actually are able to change the World Cup squad itself. There's there's no rule that says. Now you pick the squad, you've got to stick with it unless there's an injury. There's, um, there is scope to make changes purely for um, selection reasons. And as I said to you before, I just think Cameron Green is one of the very first. He may well be the first player I'd pick. So, to, for a bloke to go three overs, none for 14, and to have cracked 60 at the top of the order, um, I tell you what, if I'm the opposition and he's walking out to open the batting, I'm very much more nervous than if he's not in the side. So... I think the selectors need to bite the bullet and, and bring him in regardless of the um, fitness concerns, but that's not going to happen. Uh, so it might come down to w- whether um, whether Steinis or whether Mitchell Marsh don't come up and then they might find a way to squeeze him in. But it shouldn't come to that, in my opinion. If all players are fit and you want to bring Cameron Green into that squad and perhaps put him at the top of the order, who's going to make way for him, Warner or Finch? Or maybe he comes in at, say, three and someone else jumps out of this eleven. My hope is that Finch regains form and leads Australia to the, the World Cup title. He yeah. deserves it. He's a great ambassador. He's a, a fine player. I like him. But if I'm really being honest and, you know, it was, um, it was up to me, I'd drop him and I'd say I'm bringing Cameron Green into the, into the squad um, in his place because I just think that he's, a, at this stage, a far better option. And, um, and I, I just think that, the selectors, if they were really, really brutally honest, possibly know that as well, and just um, <clears throat> don't want to make that call. They say all these things about you know, the, the, you know, we don't want to stabilise the squad at this stage, and the captain is so important, and, and and all these other things. But I just don't think that's as strong an argument as to, as to who is the better player. But as I said, Finch is a fine player. There's no you know, no reason that he won't actually come off and come good, and I hope he does. But I'd drop him. Yep, I'm I'm on the same page with you there. It'd be hard to drop the captain. I can't see Australia doing it, but if we want a taste of if we want that taste of glory, I reckon we might have to do it. But Paul, appreciate your comments tonight. We've got a big month of cricket coming ahead of us, and I'm sure we'll chat soon. Fantastic, Bray. Good on you, mate. Paul Dennett there from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Some strong opinions there on Aaron Finch, whether he should be in that 11 or even the squad for the World Cup as his form is pretty poor. And Cameron Green, he could be a big smoky to take that opening role for Australia in those five warm-up games before the World Cup and even the World Cup itself. Five T20 games that we have to look forward to coming up over the next month. With The first one, the West Indies on the Gold Coast, October 5. October 7, 
West Indies at the Gabba, October 9, England at Perth Stadium, October October 12 and 14 at Monica Oval against England. So three against England, Perth and Canberra, and then obviously the two against the West Indies in Queensland. Keep your texts coming through, 0433981116. I'll get to them next. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.